and I become King George, and I got all the rights then. And when I stand on the mountain and I say, do it, it gets done. If it don't get done, then let all move on it. And that's the last thing in the world you want me to do. Welcome, everyone, to the Evil Examined Podcast. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. Boo. All right, uh, boys and ghouls. Uh, <laughs> I hope you guys are ready, you know, for a, a phenomenal episode today. We got, we, we're back. We haven't been all together in a little while, right? The Trinity has talking. not been together for like two months. Like two months. Yeah. It's crazy. Two months. Even Evil has like periods and they're longer than you know you would think yeah longer than normal right? all, all of us have periods is that what <laughs> you're saying i'm interpreted as you will okay. <laughs> but either way we got three so as you know we we each do our own segment they release weekly it's going to be full halloween mode so you're going to get this one and then uh what next week katie's going to be doing Trick or Treat, Forbidden Five. And then for the Halloween hangover, Gene, what are you going to be doing? The torture and murder of Sylvia Likens. Yeah, and uh, for those who listened, what was it, the 44 Days episode, right? You kind of compared this sort of perverse torture to that. I mean, I haven't... haven't, um gone back and, and re-listened to 44 Days in a while for good reasons. But, man, this one was like, it was getting to me. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. Yeah. Sick um, fucks. Yeah, you sickos. <laughs> well, I want to start the episode, though, by also uh, thanking a couple of uh, listeners that reached out to us via the social media. Give a shout out to uh, Sierra Dickinson, who reached out to us. With some thoughts on the last week's military horror episode, I don't know if you got a chance to hear that, Gene, but it was like, or you, I don't, I don't think either of you listened to it yet, right? No. Not yet. But basically, we were talking about like Agent Orange, black helicopters, um, just some weird. All the colors of the military rainbow. Yeah, all the all the weird stuff, um, and uh, Sierra's comment was particularly regarding black helicopter attacks, uh, and. It was speculated by Sierra that maybe the reason for these bizarre and largely unannounced nighttime excursions was intentional. And we didn't really talk about that. Mm. We were just, 
it's kind of suggesting that the government left uh, us without notice of these middle of the night black operations that just crop up to kind of gauge our reaction and uh, how the population how the population might react during these strange midnight drills. So that was a cool observation. Thanks for reaching out, uh, Sierra, and thanks for listening. Appreciate you. Yeah, that's a good one. And also, um, Brian Weemsfelder, he, he, um, he reviewed one of my books, Dark Assembly, actually. Uh, you remember he did like the video of it. Mm, and yeah. um, he reached out regarding another episode that we recorded called Going to Hell, uh, in which me and Mike from Real Judgments talked about the case of a dude that uh, got, he slipped into a coma after a shooting and believed that he was in hell and tortured for, I think it was a period of 20 some odd days. And he had all these very vivid and uh, visceral descriptions of of hell and the things that went on down there. And uh, Brian indicated that he had a similar experience in his life and said that he had some insight on heaven and hell that he wanted to share with us. So I'm interested in hearing it. I'm interested yeah, in, yeah. Uh, what do you call no it, uh, reaching out to the uh, the listeners and stuff. So he's going to be, I think we're going to probably interview him for a little snippet so that you guys can hear straight from the horse's mouth uh, what it's like, you know. It's pretty exciting, huh? When is this happening? I'm going to try and work it in. It might have to be after the Conjuring House stuff because I feel like there's going to be a lot of prep with that. And it's like approaching fast now. Like it's November 13th. It's like the 13th. Yeah. Uh, well, 12th, 13th. So, but, uh, so yeah, we got to get that done next. Yeah. And that's a good time to talk about it. We will be at the infamous haunted Conjuring House. If you've watched the films, we'll be uh, doing some video there, uh, live streaming a little bit during our paranormal investigation. I'm scared. Are you scared? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know my history. Yeah. He's the magnet, dude. Should we? Should we get some like uh, sage? equipment? <laughs> or yeah, how about some sage or salt? <laughs> we, well, I think we yeah we got to. You just wear a priest collar. Does that work? Like maybe we can yeah fool them into thinking we're priests. <laughs> We got to figure this shit out soon because this thing's coming up. And, uh, you know, we've been on a bit of a a hiatus, so we'll we'll have to focus on it in the upcoming weeks, but we'll let you guys know. Either way, we're recording some episodes from there and stuff, right? Uh, Lastly, just before we get into the odd news, the Halloween edition of the odd news, give a quick shout out to Candice Nola and her horror blog, and website uncomfortably dark uh so she recently reviewed my halloween slasher scary bastard and if you want to check out the site there's a lot of different uh interesting content and opinions on horror books and writing and uh you know you could if you enjoy reading horror that would be a great place for you to check out that's www.uncomfortablydark.com and always go to www.evilexamine.com to check out all of our content. And if you want to donate, there's a donate button there. We can give you a shout out on the show, make a mock profile. Uh, or if you don't, you, you know, you could just go there to check out the content. A lot of times we put up pictures, um, sometimes articles if we have time, 
to write articles. We did that more in the beginning, but yeah. But take and it's all. Of course, the whole entire archive is there as well for all of our episodes. Easy to find. Uh, also, if you can't donate, um, there's other ways to help out. Just you know, like the podcast, um, or leave a review on the books. Yeah, or you could share it on social media. You know, that helps. Spread the word. If there's an episode that you liked. But all right, that was a pretty long-winded opening. (laughs) Apologies. But we're trying. Yeah, it's been a while, and some cool people have reached out, so we wanted to acknowledge that. Uh, But let's let's get into the first of the trilogy of Halloween horror that I have in store for you today. Titled... Smashing Pumpkins. (laughs) And we don't need... Can you sing? Can you sing gay like that? Come on. Oh, wow. (laughs) I resent that. Can you... No, I'm just asking. Does anybody... Can anybody else sing Um, Billy Corgan for us? Teeny is the greenest... (laughs) Day Gene, a little bit for us, maybe? <laughs> I don't know any just of his songs. Just a note. Uh, Despite all my rage, I am... You don't know that one? Rat in a Cage? Not by heart. Really? Interesting. Okay. I know Starfuckers by Marilyn Manson, Nine Inch Nails, where they made fun of him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you, so you don't like Billy Corgan? No, they don't like him. Okay. I don't know him personally. He's fucking whack. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's he's pretty cool. You know, he actually runs NWA, wrestling. that wrestling yeah. league, which is kind of cool. I mean, that yeah, that puts him up up a peg. Anyway, this isn't about him. Fuck him. <laughs> so let's begin the special Halloween edition of The Odd News right now. Uh, and I have a question to ask you. Who here has smashed a pumpkin? I have a rotten one. Tell us about it. Um... After I carved it and it was like getting nasty and flies all over it, I smashed it. Oh, so it was your pumpkin? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, someone else's pumpkin? That's disrespectful. Right? Yeah, that's, that's so the, mean. That's what if the, they're going to eat that? So yeah, smashing pumpkin is like when you go and fuck up someone's display or something. You know, there would, like, there would always be kids in our neighborhood that would do it. But it's like, it pissed me off because I always like seeing how different people carve their pumpkins, you know? So, yeah, I it, it yeah. hurts to see them go. Right. It's like you know they're gonna rot anyway. So yeah. So if you see them rotting though, that's okay to smash them. Then I feel like. Well, I mean, I mean that it's harder to clean. That up. was my rule of thumb. Oh. Okay. I agree. Yeah. Have you ever like created any other Halloween mischief that you can remember? I think this might be a cool thing. Mm. What do you mean, like uh, egging? Egging. I'm sure I've seen people you. egged. I oh, didn't. I never did that. No. Oh, you've no. seen people. Just I never your did friends, you standing behind. I you. couldn't afford to waste eggs <laughs> or toilet paper. Yeah, TPM. Oh, no, that shit was that. All that stuff was essential. Yeah. Anything for you? Um, I puked under a table <laughs> and got kicked out of a bar, <laughs> and then I went and hid in the bathroom. But it's really easy to find people dressed in costumes, so they. <laughs> They're like, it was that fucking leprechaun. <laughs> I was actually dressed as a sexy gnome. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That was close. It was pretty close. Very close. Yeah. Now, did he do it on purpose? Did I puke on purpose? Yeah. I think you no. showed me this sexy gnome it? picture, too. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. We'll put that on the website. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, 
All right. Well, let's get into it then. Uh, a Florida man oh, named Nathan Garista, 26, got into a late night argument with his girlfriend this past, uh, you know, October 19th, it was when it happened. So Nathan naturally was heavily intoxicated and his girlfriend requested that he take his over-the-top antics elsewhere. <laughs> so isn't that great, though? When <laughs> I was just picturing trying to yell that at someone. Get your over-the-top antics out of here. <laughs> isn't that great, though, when someone's, like, drunk and belligerent and they just fucking, they won't leave? Because he's basically saying, like, it says the Largo police showed up to the altercation and they discovered Nathan's girlfriend covered in pumpkin seed and pulpy innards, <laughs> and the two still arguing back and forth. Oh, he smashed. Did he? He smash smashed it her on her head. Well, it says after refusing his girlfriend's request to leave the home, Nathan allegedly threw a pumpkin <laughs> and all the insides of the pumpkin at the subject. The complaint alleges. When questioned by the police, Nathan claimed that he only threw the pumpkin at the sliding doors, not the victim. Oh. Mm. <laughs> but the evidence seems to, to indicate otherwise. But what if she just smeared herself in the, the pumpkin, you know, to try and... What do this, you think? This is a major uh, conspiracy. Yeah, this could I, be a big-time conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have a few questions. So it's like... If it's a medium-sized pumpkin and you throw it at someone, it takes a lot of force to make the pumpkin actually break. So I feel like, were they carving <laughs> pumpkins and he was drunk? And she was pissed because he wasn't, like, taking the pumpkin carving seriously enough. She's like, that's not right. You need to make, like, the triangles right side up, not upside down eyes. It doesn't say anything about <laughs> that. And I don't think that... He, all right, I think his history, too, it says that Nathan's rap sheet includes... Convictions of drunk driving, marijuana possession, careless driving, and probation violation, which makes me think he's just a douchebag. And that, uh, you know what to I mean? Me it sounds like, like he, he can't handle his liquor and he does stupid shit whenever he gets drunk. And this Halloween, he just decided to hit his girlfriend with a pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Katie said, it's pretty hard to, you know, on, on the floor, it'd be easier to smash a pumpkin, but like on a person. Unless right. she has a hard head. Maybe she's <laughs> hard-headed, but... Maybe it hit her on the knee? Like, so, but it got all over her top part. If I threw her. a pumpkin at your head right now and you knew it was coming and you were going to head it, you know what I mean? And to try to break it open, like, I don't think it'd be that easy. That'd be a cool slow-mo video. It'll though. probably, like, bounce off my head and then crack once it falls on the floor. Yeah. I'm thinking. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... That's pretty much it. Nathan has been set free on thousand dollar bond and has pleaded. He has, uh, he has, he has pleaded not guilty to the misdemeanor count. And a judge yesterday ordered him to wear an alcohol monitor as part of his bond conditions. What? Where's this guy from? Florida, Florida, of right? Yeah, yeah, Florida man. But you know, do you think he, they call each other pumpkin afterwards? Uh, beating people with pumpkins, though. This, this is really where we're at, 2020. Come on. Yeah, at this point, yeah. It's been a tough year. <laughs> <laughs> well, since it has been a little bit sour, let's move on to the sweetest ending. 
So what's your favorite candy, guys? Oh, it's uh, a good question, right? I love Reese's. Oh, that is so good. Very I good. I love Reese's, especially frozen Reese's. What? Oh, really? You put them in the freezer, take them out, and just bite into them. They're just delicious. Because <laughs> they melt quick, and then it's just a sloppy mess. It looks <laughs> like you're eating shit. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you have a little Reese's stuck on the wrapper, do you eat the part off or you throw it away? I freaking eat it. That's just, that's disrespectful for for the like people out there that are starving. You have to scrape down with your teeth and then you touch it with your tongue. Yeah, that's how you do it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Is that your favorite candy too? Those are really that's, good. I mean, it's hard to go against that. But I think my favorite are. Um, Historically, have been like the Canadian Smarties, not the American what? ones. What Smarties? No, the Canadian version. They're like chocolate. They're not. They're like M and M's kind of. They're I, not. Smarties like aren't the weird... fruity things. Smarties. They're, they're not like the, the American kind. They're both called Smarties. You're a fucking different. sellout. <laughs> Go with the fucking Canadian. Wait, so the Canadian? Uh, Dude, they have better candy in other countries. That's why their teeth are all fucked up. <laughs> oh. Not that ours aren't, but. <laughs> Can you, hand, shots. can you hand me a fucking beer? Taking shots. My teeth are fucked up, too, because I know about this other candy. I think the pumpkin ones are up top for the... They're, they're laying down. That's one of them, right? Here you go. Yes. I know oh. my least favorite candy. What is it? Black licorice. Oh, my God. That's not candy. That's poison. Right? Well, that's exactly what killed a 54-year-old Massachusetts man that we're about to talk about, which is funny why you guys bring that up. So gross. And I think that that's the same thing. It's the grossest fucking thing. Like, who... I don't know who the hell, like, decided that was edible. Like, mmm. The and FDA. And then name it... That flavor's <laughs> named, like, anise, and it just sounds like anus, and it just should be called that. <laughs> well okay how much candy on average do you guys eat or like or, or could you tell me like is there a moment that you ever pig the fuck out on candy like so much that it's just like yeah that you got sick yeah you got yeah when i was younger sick. you know yeah i love the nerds too you know the nerds candy mm-hmm. you ever puke n- nerds i think uh i yeah there was one halloween i ate like so many like boxes of nerds just just Dumped them in my my throat and shit. Had a bunch of like uh, chocolate and just vomited. Like, oh, that's the best. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was sick. One time I ate so much like salt water taffy. <laughs> we were on like a road trip with my parents when I was growing up, and so it's like all different colors. You know, like you get those little taffies, and mm-hmm. I ate so much of it, and then I was like riding and got car sick, and I puked, and it like looked like a rainbow. It was amazing. That's awesome. Did you try and eat it again? No, but you've lived with me for I don't know how many years now, so you already know about how much candy I eat and how I can binge it. Yeah. Like today. It gets dangerous. Yeah. If you're not careful. Yeah. I got a cool candy story, though. Uh, I think, I don't know if I've told it on the podcast before, but when we were younger, my brother had trying to catch a fly ball ran into a fence and chipped his tooth. And so, he, you know, you get your tooth capped. So his front tooth got capped. And do you remember those fizzer candies? Like you'd suck them and then they'd start like coming in your mouth almost like a fizzer. You mean the Pop Rocks? <laughs> no. It's like a hard, solid candy. And once you suck it down yeah. enough, it just starts erupting. 
and all this shit fizzes out of it. Yeah, they're like um, green, right? They they were like all different, different colors. colors. Yeah, if you haven't had one, you really you really need to. It might have been. Uh, I don't know. How, maybe before my time, I never even heard of that. Fuck you, guy. <laughs> All right, no. <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. No, it's uh, it's not before your time. It was uh, it maybe I don't know. If Katie had him, I mean, she's younger than me too. By like a year. So anyway, that sounds like the, something a creepy uncle will try to like. Yeah. Slip in. Yeah. <laughs> try this fizz in your mouth, this is- and then we'll play. No, but uh, so it starts fizzing in his mouth and then he's like using his tongue, I guess, and he feel, feels his teeth and he's like, it dissolved my cap. Like it, the fizz from the candy dissolved the cap on his tooth. And it so really he, did? Yeah. And then he got the chip again. <laughs> How fucked up That's is disturbing. That? Isn't that What's up? in that candy that freaking could dissolve shit like that? Elf cum. I, Allegedly, it was eating milk duds, and I pulled out a like a crown or something when I was younger too. Really, you or had whatever. a crown when you were younger. I'm telling you, like what I was making fuck? fun of other people's teeth, but my teeth are the worst. To just like yeah. a crown when I was were younger. they bad or was dentist like a filling trying I mean, to get it was money? A filling, it's probably both. Oh, all right, Miss Queen Crown. All right, then let's get onto the story. Then now that we've talked about candy a bit. Uh, so a 50- sucks when it happens in the theater, though. I'm just gonna throw that out there. What? Because when you like, if your cap dissolves or your filling gets like comes out when you're like in a movie theater and you want to finish watching the movie but you're in pain, it sucks. Oh. Was, do you remember what movie it was? We weren't in a movie theater. Oh, I thought we you were, said were like in the backyard. Oh. No, I think you're thinking of this other story where I choked on an ice cube in a movie theater, <laughs> and I said, "Dad, I'm choking," and he goes, "Don't worry, it'll melt," and then just continue watching Ace Ventura too. <laughs> It did, but... <laughs> All right. A 54-year-old Massachusetts man was in a fast food restaurant when he suddenly gasped, began shaking, and lost consciousness, according to a report published Wednesday, September 23rd, by the New England Journal of Medicine. Emergency medical personnel found that the man was experiencing ventricular fibrillation, a life-threatening heart rhythm problem. The man received CPR and briefly regained consciousness before being rushed to the hospital. A discussion with the man's family revealed that he had a poor diet, consuming one or two bags of soft candy every day and little else. So it's basically like he just ate about two bags of candy a day. He lived off that shit. That was that was his shit. I mean, I think I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> if if that was ever like a diet to like get in shape, <laughs> I would be fine. <laughs> You'd be in perfect so shape. Uh, I wonder what his shits look like. <laughs> You'll be in the shape of a cadaver. <laughs> yeah, right. So a week earlier, the man had switched from eating red fruit flavored candy to black licorice candy. So I guess he was fucking. On this red shit for like 50 years or something. I don't know. A red 40. And then he went black licorice. And um, black licorice often contains a compound called glycerilzin. Glycerilzin? What'd you call me? (laughs) Yo, glycerilzin. You got my 50 cent? Uh, Which is uh, derived from the licorice root, 
according to the FDA. And consuming too much licorice root or candies with licorice root can be dangerous because glycyl glycyl (laughs) lowers the body's potassium levels (laughs) and in turn can lead to high blood pressure and abnormal heart rhythms. Um, In the man's case, very low potassium levels led to his heart problems. The man received treatment to restore his potassium levels along with multiple other treatments in the intensive care unit, including being placed on a ventilator. Despite these efforts, the man died 32 hours after arriving at the hospital. Although death is an extreme case, eating just two ounces of black licorice a day for two weeks can cause heart rhythm problems, particularly for people ages 40 and older, the AP reported. Yeah. That's does fucking anyone crazy. under 40 eat black licorice? I don't know. I think, yeah. Like, does anyone like it? This fucking weirdo. Not in this room. Every once in a while, you'll run into someone who's into it. You gotta, you gotta like, steer clear from them. You usually see it in a candy bowl at like a, a grandmother's house, and you just be like, "Why the fuck? Like, was it on sale? Like, what's going on here?" <laughs> I've been tempted before by candies, like because they look really good, and then like you'll pick them up and eat them, and then it's like, "Oh my god, this is black licorice!" and have to spit it out. Yeah, yeah. They, they they like lie. They, yeah, like they're. That flavor, disguised? that flavor of black licorice. Like there's pink on the outside or something, you know. And they're like, "Oh, this candy looks." It should good. come with a warning label. <laughs> yeah, I'm on fucking candy now. Me too. I'm just thinking of it. Lots of Reese's. I have a bunch of Halloween candy downstairs. What so kind? All kinds. You didn't tell me about this. She it's was hidden. <laughs> it's hidden underneath. Yeah. You have issues. It's her it's not, stash. It's not, I hide it so I don't eat it all. All right, well, in 2019, (laughs) researchers reported the case of an 84-year-old man in Canada whose habit of drinking several glasses of homemade licorice tea, what a sick fuck, a day, causes blood pressure to soar to dangerous levels. The FDA regulates how much glycerolizarin is allowed in food, but it still recommends that people avoid eating large amounts of licorice at any one time. Um, also, a note that many licorice or licorice-flavored products manufactured in the U.S. do not actually contain any licorice, but instead a flavored uh, are flavored with anise oil. That's the one you're talking about, right? Anise, yeah. Ani- anise, anise oil, anise oil. <laughs> is the closest thing to that flavor, I guess. Which has the <laughs> same smell and taste, but it does not contain uh, glycerin. Mm. <laughs> So, so that's, they're, yeah, they're trying to distance themselves from that ingredient because it's it could kill. Yeah, they want to they want to put shit that'll kill you like slowly, twenty years slowly. later, nice and slow, so you can keep buying. And they can't be tied back to them, of course. They Jesus. should they should implement something like they do for cigarettes for. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, warning. That'll work. The surgeon warning. <laughs> surgeon. You know what they say? What's that? Once you go black, you never go back. And that's true for this, right? He never came he back. He just can't even move now. <laughs> that's fucked Neither up, though. That's a. But he went. Listen. But he went out doing what he loved, eating black licorice. That's true. You know. That's true. God bless him. But all right. So now 
Time for the main event. The night that Halloween was canceled. What? What do you guys think about Halloween being canceled? Isn't that what, uh, what's her face trying to do right here? Ramundo? Rhode Island? Ramundo. Yep. I feel like this year feels like Halloween is canceled, sort of. Gina Stallon? First of all, how is she going to stop anyone from celebrating it in their house? Or... What oh. if we all dress like her? <laughs> <laughs> what if they, yeah. And then they arrest her <laughs> and instead. And we're like, I am Spartacus. <laughs> well, she's trying to cancel it. And on top of it, have no one like have parties and shit. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah, fuck that bitch. But how's she gonna know? Like she can knock out. Like, well, she's she's hoping that um, people snitch. I would assume there are snitches out there though. But either way, and they'll what, be disguised. Either way, it's like you know, I, people are intelligent enough in some cases to make the. To understand, okay, if I'm going to hand out candy to trick-or-treaters, maybe I'll wear gloves. You know what I mean? It's like little things that you could do. Yeah. Everyone's wearing fucking masks anyway. Every day. That's what I don't get. I don't get the, um, you know, like, oh, we can go to the grocery store in masks. But if we wear masks to a Halloween party, that's somehow different. I think trick-or-treating is one thing and a Halloween party is a different thing because it's like a Halloween party, you're in control of who's, you know, invited to a house normally unless like invitations get extended. But That's a good point. With yeah. trick-or-treating, it's like you don't know who's coming to your door. It's probably just your neighbors. But, you know, so it's like I get that for people being like, oh, please just don't go up and knock on random people's doors expecting to get candy. But Halloween parties are kind of different. It's like if you have a number of gathering, like enough space and everything, like I don't care what the problem is. Well, but let me ask you, though. The f- we're, we're wearing masks as they fucking allegedly all work, right? And yeah. they don't transfer it. So would, if you just said, well, make sure your kid's wearing a fucking mask, Which wouldn't that be are. fine? Like, what's the problem? And, and a good comparison would be, like, the fast food industry, right? Because you're, you're changing rapidly with a bunch of people, you know, giving them bags yeah. and shit. And like, it's, it's fucking it's stupid. It's, it's, it's an overreach, okay? And it's a fucking power move. You know what I mean? It's like, instead of being a cunt, just fucking go ahead and put out some, some rules and regulations that make sense. This, this isn't Nazi Germany. You know what I mean? If people want to wear a mask and go and trick or treat, like who? Like when does it stop, dude? I don't know. I'm fucking sick of it. Yeah, this year's not been to go shit, on a ramp, like, but I'm fucking sick of it, dude. Just give dude. us something, you know. And we're not. I'm not canceling Halloween. You know, fuck that. We protesting, but let's go back. <laughs> Forget about our <laughs> our problems. next episode. We're all arrested. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that everyone that's listening from their own individual places is probably having their own thoughts on it, but yeah, you know, I'm sure that there's ways we can do it where it'll be safe and we can still enjoy the holiday, you know, fuck the new norm, you know, yeah, but let's go, let's go on to the, uh, the night Halloween was canceled. Picture you're 16 years old all over again. You've just awoken from a youthful, kick-ass all-night bender. You stayed up all night watching horror movies in preparation for October, 
which is just a few days away. Your 16 is so different than mine. <laughs> Bender? Yeah. Why? You guys are you talking didn't... about candy benders? Are you... <laughs> Why? You guys didn't drink well, when like, you were younger? I... Actually, no. yeah, because I'm Spanish. I used to fucking get wasted. Every dude. birthday. <laughs> you know? But, all right. Let's go back into this theoretical. <laughs> <laughs> theoretical. Yeah. So you just got fucked up. And you stayed up all night watching horror movies in preparation for October, which is just a few days away. At first, you just see black, and it feels like stinging stabs of your hangover are prodding your brain. Then as your eyelids come open, the pain is amplified by a dim and early light of the morning that's not too bright, but just enough to irritate you further. You push the discarded empty beer cans off of your body and then get your first whiff of urine. Where it's coming from, God only knows. Before you can wipe the crusty face paint off and remove the cheap costume fabrics draping your body, you have to head home. You step outside and you're confronted by the gloomy morning sky. And a few minutes later, you're back at your front door. As you twist the handle and pull the door open, you see your dad sitting on a chair in the living room. Well, part of him anyway. Because sitting on the chair is a big bowl of fruit punch, and in it is your father's severed head. So this is the horrific scene that Ryan Brooks stumbled upon on September 30th, 1985. What would you do next? I'm trying I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm to gather my thoughts. I thought you were like reading a, a passage from your sto- a story or something. <laughs> this really happened? That's fucked I up. wrote that passage to kind of emulate what old Ryan was doing in the morning until he saw his father's head in the punch bowl as he went home. So what would I do if I saw that happen? If you open the door and your dad's head is sitting in a punch bowl on a chair, what would you do? Uh, are we assuming I had a great relationship with my dad? <laughs> <laughs> the That's a great question. <laughs> but let's say... Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's fucked up. Um, oh, I don't know, man. I'll fucking just freak... I don't... I would probably think it would be a decoration at first because it's so like out of the ordinary and like I'm assuming he didn't hear anything. But let's say just, you move a little closer and it's like your dad had a tattoo of a penis on his forehead. Oh, shit. And, and you were like, that's dad's penis. Tat. Yo, there's no mistake in it. Yeah. You can't. For, yeah, you can't fake that. Just um, I just use that as an example to let you so that you know it's for real. Creative example. Poetic license. I would check his pulse. <laughs> I'd fucking run out of there, dude. What you mean? There's so many unknowns at that point. Like, okay, who did this? First of all, is he still in the house? Uh, what the fuck? And then I'd, you know, I'd just run out and try to scream. You get... wouldn't, you wouldn't put the head on ice first, uh, just in case they could reattach it later. Am I rich? Like, am I Walt Disney rich? <laughs> Can, I, not, fr- can not, I freeze the body? Is there not ice in the punch bowl? What would you do? Gene would run. I would run. Well, I would run and scream for help. Yeah, that's what I would do. In case the killer's around and trying to chase me. 
Yeah. yeah. Stupidly, my initial thought was like, oh, I'd run inside and like grab the phone and dial or whatever. But yeah, it, I don't, after thinking like, oh, the person might still be in the house or whatever, I think it'd be more sensical to go to a neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know what I would do in real life. If I yeah, saw that. whatever was the neighbor. Yo, <laughs> then I'd be fucked. You just ran to his hands. That's so Thank God I had a good night the night before. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryan lived with his brother Nathan and mother and father in the house. Um, and that's what he did. He He got the fuck out of there. And he contacted the police. But when the police arrived... It was reported that those leaving the house, like the cops that were had gone in and were coming back out, looked stunned and pale like they'd seen a ghost. It's not surprising since they had to take photos of Ryan's father's head sitting with its eyes closed in the punch bowl and then searched the rest of the house in its entirety. They found Ryan's father's headless body laying with the arms stretched above the torso on the mattress in his bedroom. Blood was splattered everywhere, like something out of a Hollywood or even bloodier B-movie, probably. It would be revealed that his father was shot three times at point-blank range with a hunting rifle. And then the fiendish killer used a hacksaw to cut through the neck flesh and spine bone, decapitating him before placing the gory cranium into the bowl of appropriate relief appropriately colored fruit punch. The cops continued on and found Ryan's mom in her twin bed still, which I thought that was kind of a weird detail, so I guess maybe they didn't sleep together or something. And they said that she had just returned back from like a trip, which that's makes the weird me, detail. makes me seem like... <laughs> Well, I'm just, I mean, a twin bed. Well, the fact that it's kind of, so that maybe they are separated or something. I he, don't know. He got shot he with snored. a rifle and then no one heard it in the house. No one kept, what? Maybe he's snores really loud. <laughs> maybe. Hmm. Anyway, she had, cri- she had a crimson smeared comforter draped over her lifeless body and a long knife still jammed inches deep into the right side of her waist. She had also been chopped multiple times with an axe, and the killer had left a a ball-peen hammer at the bottom of the bed. So, I mean, talk about Ryan picking an awesome night to sleep over a friend's house. Mm. Yeah. I mean, maybe he could have stopped it. Or maybe it was him. Oh, shit. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I'm leaning towards that. Outside of the mutilated corpses, the police would also discover that inside Ryan's Ryan's brother Nathan's room, there was an enormous collage of satanic imagery that littered the walls of his room. Was it just like Iron Maiden posters or something? No, this was like authentic devil shit, not not like mainstream. This was mayhem. Yeah, this was straight mayhem. It was also rumored around town that in the house, amid Nathan's possessions, the police found a list with many names on it. So at the mortifying scene, one thing police didn't find was Ryan's brother Nathan. In a relatively small and quaint town, which is what Bel Air, Ohio is, I looked at some pictures, 
it kind of looks like some of those towns we drove through recently. Mm. Those little like chill, like they seem like out of a movie from like 30 years ago. But in this type of town, it wouldn't take long for police to relocate him. I think they said there was like a population of 4,000 or something there. Mm. He would eventually be apprehended at an undisclosed friend's house and brought in for questioning just a short time after the bodies of his parents were discovered. So, and after the questioning, they would go on to figure out that it was him that committed the murder. He, I think, I'm pretty sure he just admitted to it. Uh, and there's some other evidence that, that we'll talk about in a second, but this is a quote from uh, Bel Air Cons- Councilwoman Luann Bennett. Almost immediately, the town's officials canceled trick-or-treat because of the rumors about satanic worshiping. And no one knew who else might have been involved with Nathan Brooks. Everyone was worried that these devil worshipers would do something to the kids. No one knew for sure. No one knew that that satanic stuff was taking place around here. But you get that, right? I get that too. Like you find a horrific murder. You find a list. Allegedly, there's a rumor about it with like a bunch of names on it. What do you guys think? Yeah, that's a reasonable um, speculation. Because often the satanic panic stuff is like, Oh, it was so ridiculous and overblown. I mean, this is a true case of a satanic murder, though. Yeah. A, a double murder, and potentially maybe there was more. But If they yeah. ever have a list with our names on it, like at some station for like a satanic ritual, do they have to tell you? Or... Oh, like if you're on I, the list? Yeah. I mean, he just killed his parents. I don't think he told them. <laughs> that, no, the, like the you mean the cops have to yeah. release that info yeah. for the people's oh, protection. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna get into that right now. Oh. Actually, oh. so so let's continue the quote. Um, her her quote continues. It was scary. Everyone was hearing rumors that there was a list, and no one knew how many people were on the list. She said, even she though numbered it. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> Even though they had Nathan in custody, there could have been others involved. We were all very frightened at what was possible. Bennett's daughter, Bobby Jo, was a classmate and a friend of Nathan's. Bennett said that her daughter was caught off guard when the murders took place. She was shocked because she had never mentioned anything about it. I'm I'm sorry. She was shocked because he had never mentioned anything about it, and he didn't try to recruit her, she recalled. They would sit together at the library and talk about school and talk about their classmates, but she said he never mentioned wanting to kill anyone. What may have saved Nathan's brother Ryan's life was his decision to attend that football game and then spend the night at the home of a friend. It was even revealed that his murderous brother had walked the distance to his home of of this said friend with whom his younger brother was spending the evening and actually left him a note affixed to the household wall with a knife. Luckily, no one had luckily no one had been home when Brooks arrived at the house looking for his brother, who would eventually be revealed as one of the names on his kill list. Oh shit. This is Nathan. 
I murdered two people. I'm going to turn myself in, he said in the note he left to his brother. That's weird. I murdered two people, not I murdered our parents or mom and dad. That verbiage can tell me that maybe there was something going on in that house. Some sort of conflict or issues between the family. Because mm. when you're not calling them your parents, you know what I mean? Most most anyone would, would say, my parents. Why would he what, leave a note for him if uh, he was planning on killing his brother? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because he didn't find him. And he decided oh, that then he, wrote he would turn himself in instead. He's like, I didn't find you. I'm going to leave you a note. It's also really weird whenever like you start something. This is... This is Nathan. Cause it's like you're gonna sign it at the end too. I don't know. Yeah. He's, he yeah. He needs to take so. like a writing class. That's his biggest <laughs> well, problem, in my opinion. If this was in 1985, I'm picturing like you know, like I'm picturing like that was up the kind of stuff from the 90s. So it's like in the 80s. I guess it wasn't there yet. Was up? Totally rad, Nathan. I killed two <laughs> tubular, uh, tubular people. Cowabunga. <laughs> There were indeed names Nathan Brooks left behind at his parents' house, and authorities collected it as evidence. Ex- several expert witnesses testified that the reality of the unexpected turn of events made Brooks stray from his chosen plan, which may have well saved his younger brother's life and the lives of others who were included on what came to be known as his kill list. In large part, the general public had little patience for the suggestion that Nathan Brooks had formulated such a list. Rumors had run rampant in the days immediately after the murder, suggesting Brooks had made several hit lists. Who could be next? Brooks was in jail, but he was but he was but was he working with other satanic worshipers? So that's the creepy thing, right? Mm. It's just turned October. Brooks is in the jail and Whenever you think of satanic stuff, a lot of people think of it as like multiple like cult, people yeah. involved, like a cultish thing. Even though it's easy, a lot of I feel like a lot of murders I've looked at also people fall into it themselves too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it could be either way, but I, I could I could totally see how that would freak out of town. You know what I mean? Mm. And uh, just the eeriness of knowing that the work wasn't done. You know, that is creepy. So I wish I felt that way about like to do lists, though, because it's like the work isn't done. (laughs) That'll get you motivated. Can Satan just do that for me? (laughs) El Diablo. What was that? Did you fart? No, because I thought I heard a baby's voice. That was the baby's voice. Baby angel. Did you guys hear that? (laughs) (laughs) That's that baby's breath. All right, so uh, initially law enforcement personnel said reports of such lists were false. But during the trial, the public learned that there was, in fact, such a kill list that contained a total of 16 names. The list was said to have his brother named as the first planned victim. So he was supposed to go first. Mm -hmm. Um, Belmont County Sheriff's Office confirmed that photos of the list, but, but the thing is, right? So it makes sense, right? He kills the brother and then the parents and he still has time to do the rest. 
But because he knows the brother is eventually going to find the parents, he knows he's kind of foiled, I mm-hmm. guess. Then why did he decide to turn himself in instead of just like waiting for his brother to come home? I don't know. Because then he because he went, I think I think he went looking for his brother. Yeah, but but, but and like oh, he, so he thinks his brother might come home in the meantime. It's just weird that he says he was going to turn himself in. He probably just well, he was just waiting at a friend, some other friend's house, I guess, some unidentified person. But either way, the the real overall point is just to show you like. It wasn't supposed to be those two first. It was supposed to be the brother. And then the three family would be dead. And he'd probably have some time in his mind to go and commit these other murders of the rest of the people on the list. So Belmont County Sheriff's Office confirmed that the photos of the list, Nathan's plan of attack, do exist. And that next to his brother Ryan's name are the words dismember, decapitate. Mother and father are listed second and third on the roster. Eviscerate, crucify are next to his mother's name. Decapitate is beside his father's name. So it looks like he, uh, you know, he wasn't there. You know, obviously Ryan wasn't there. He started with the parents. Um, but that was the order. But who else was on the list? The other six, were there 16 or 19 names? No one knew for sure at the time, but now it can be confirmed that the the 13 first names, including three of four immediate family members, are scribbled on a notebook piece of paper. On the same page, Brooks had had written times, all of which had been crossed out. And he had drawn sketches of Satan in a pentagram. He also jotted down, Satan will show you peace at the top of the page. The names are all still legible on the photos. And the first, they're all first names only. No surnames were included by the murderer. And this is the order of the names as follows. Katie. JP. John the Skeptic. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so it was uh, Amber, Lisa, Justin, Jason, Ryan, Dave, Corey, Jill, Mike, Ashley. Those are some names, huh? <laughs> so like when you think about this, right, it's, it's super creepy because these people that knew him this guy's locked up in prison and it's like a real life horror movie. You're like, if this guy got out, he's think he'd been thinking about us for years, probably. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like he never got to finish the fucking the people he wanted Michael to kill. Myers. It sound doesn't it sound like a real life Michael Myers almost? Yeah. And if I if I were the, the group of people on that list, I'd band to get together if he ever came out and finish him off first. Right? Hell yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, are you guys, guys? with me? Yeah. Guys. <laughs> you guys down? So next to the next to some of these people's names, these other people, it said molest some. And then next to others it said skin. Mm. And then two names of females that said uh dismember and eviscerate. Two of the names are crossed out, and no times are listed next to those two deleted entries. It is apparent from this piece of paper 
that Brooks planned to carry out the killings both individually and in groups. Amber and Lisa are listed together, as are Jason and Ryan and Dave. So he's planning on taking out three guys at once, probably just shoot them. Uh, he must have had all different like ideas in his mind for how he was going to do each of these. Ashley and one of the scratched-out would-be victims were grouped together as well. Belmont County defender Jim Nicholson, singular point of argument during the trial was that the teen was insane at the time of the murders. The three experts brought into the proceedings were split specifically on the point of whether or not Brooks had been insane at the time of the murders. Thus, it was impossible for him to be held to a standard of knowing right from wrong in his actions. There was never any effort in the trial by either side to say Brooks was not responsible for the murder of his parents. A jury of six men and six women found Brooks guilty on two charges of aggravated murder and of using a firearm in the commission of a felony. Deliberations in the double murder case took under three hours to complete, and a time frame attorneys a time frame attorneys often agree bodes well for the likelihood a jury will return a guilty verdict. After the victim was announced. I'm sorry. After the verdict was announced, Judge Charles Cap asked for a polling on the record to affirm that it was a unanimous verdict, and it was. Brooks took the news just as he had taken developments throughout the trial, devoid of any outward emotion. Brooks is not eligible for his parole hearing until 2038. But when you think about it, it's possible that this guy could get out. Everyone paid attention to the trial every single day in every single newspaper article, Councilwoman Luann Bennett reported. Everyone wanted to know if they were on the list because, all the rumors, because of all the rumors about it. We wanted to know about the satanic worshiping too because the murders, no one thought it was possible around here. I'm sorry, because before the murders, no one else thought it was possible around here. No one was surprised with the results of the trial. I just think people wanted more of the details so that we all knew what to be watching for in case we were involved. Isn't that crazy, though? Small town, everyone kind of thinks that they could have potentially yeah. been a target. So everyone's fucking all eyes on this thing, you know? Would you, like, feel a little FOMO if your name wasn't on the list and you thought you were? Or would you just be like, oh, thank God? Probably the second. <laughs> well, It's I like only... a reverse lottery. Yeah. Well, I always do the thing where, like, you know, that fucking creepy guy at work that looks like he could snap one day. I always go out of my friend, uh, you know, go out of my way to befriend that guy and say, oh, how's it going? How's it going, Job? You know what I mean? Or whoever it might be. Like, what if, uh, how you doing, bud? You know, what if, uh, in in his head, he's like, why does this guy keep talking to me? (laughs) I just want to be left alone. (laughs) He keeps bothering me. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> but, you, uh, but it says also to continue the councilwoman's quote, parents never used to go trick or treating with their kids in Bel Air. The kids used to just go off by themselves. She said, not anymore. Not since those murders from the year after up until today, every kid is accompanied by both parents. 
but I hear about it every uh, I hear about it every year around this time. The people still wonder about the list and about the reasons why he did what he did. Bennett continued. The way he went about those murders was so brutal, like something you would only see in a movie or hear about from much bigger city somewhere, not in Bel Air, not then, not now. But it did happen two decades ago, and in 2011, permission was granted for an evidence review to the individual conduct and clinical case of the murder and the trial for a book project, but no such volume has been produced as of today. So it looks like you somebody... Know what their team is called, their forensic team there, right? What? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Look, <laughs> <laughs> like if we uh, can print... Let's see what you <laughs> Um... There had to be a lot of anger and frustration inside that boy, I would think, to do what Nathan did the way he did it. Something had to be seriously wrong in that house, Bennett said. In one way, I feel sorry for him because he'll never see the light of day again. And all, ha- and all he has to do in prison is think about what he did and why he did it forever. Something had to happen. That's my theory anyway. And I think most people in Bel Air would would agree with me, she added. But it still haunts Bel Air. I can tell you that. Way to blame the victim, Councilwoman. Right? Pretty much, right? Yeah. And that doesn't make sense because he had people outside his household listed there. Yeah, but I think she's saying, like, whatever was going on in that house just fucked him up completely. Did you hear that? Yeah. Sounded like a baby crying. No, I heard. So weird. Fucking evil haunted trinity thing. But uh, but what do you guys think? Uh, I think that there was there was there had to be. Well, I mean, in some rare cases, you get these kind of murders where there's no sort of nurture thing, and people are very confused by that. Yeah. But in majority, you can usually find one or both, at least. Of nature nurture debate? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't really know that much of what his family did to him, so it's hard to say here. You know? But there's also cycles that have a perfect family, and they just get influenced you know, by the outside world somehow and obsess over something and just, yeah, mm-hmm. turn themselves crazy in a way. Is there anything you want to tell us, Gene? <laughs> no, <laughs> you know pe- people go crazy. It, oh, there's <laughs> something I want to tell you. Oh yeah, uh, I I was seeing a lot of posts on Facebook. Of course, you got to take it with a grain of salt. But uh, Halloween, uh, there was a lot of posts of people planning a purge in Providence. Oh my god! <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, but a purge. I mean. That's that just they would get murdered by the police if that happened, most likely, right? Kind of a death sentence. Not Probably until after they got some people. Yeah, unless they just don't give a fuck and are are killing police too. But what are they? But what are they saying? What, what There's were the no post? detail on who was getting purged. But uh, what what did you read though? It was like purge in Providence. Uh, and then the date was like Halloween, and then the day oh, so it was very generic. Yeah, and it was. Was like, it an invite only event? 
It's like that yeah. movie Murder Party. You ever seen that movie? <laughs> no. They invite the guy that has nowhere to go on Halloween, and he finds an invitation to this thing called the Murder Party on the ground. And um, the party is just a bunch of people that are waiting for someone to take that invitation and come and then murder them together. Oh, shit. Sort of a Napoleon Dynamite-ish sort of thing, too. But, but I don't know. Providence has been getting kind of crazy. Yeah, there's been right? shootings like left and right. And then all those fucking uh, the, up, there was the uproar about the uh, kid on the scooter, too, right? Oh, right. yeah, the, the cops hit him and whatever, supposedly. I watched the video. It was, I mean, it kind of looked like they did, but it's like you can't quite see it. Well, why were they after him? He was on a moped or something? That's illegal? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, well, there's a, supposedly people are posting there is a no chase law in here in Rhode Island. So even if they didn't hit him, he still smashed into the the fucking wall because they were chasing him. So I don't know. I don't know how that will work as far as um, who's guilty in there. Because he didn't do anything aside from riding the moped, right? Yeah. Well, they were. I think they were initially after the motorcyclist. There was a group of them. Just riding around. I don't know what's legal about that either, but I don't know. I think, um, well, at least the people the I've seen fucking ride around on motorcycles do it like fucking douchebags sometimes. Yeah. That could be it. But I don't know. You know, like when you fucking they're just doing all sorts of shit. Like, not saying that he was doing that. I don't know much about that case, but. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. But yeah, this place is ready to crumble. It looks like. Yeah, there's been <laughs> consistent shootings every day. Every Maybe day? that's a buildup. Really? Is it really every day? Or every other day. It's, it feels that way, at least. There's a new shooting. There was one in in Pawtucket, closer to where, I, where I'm at. Um, so who knows? Maybe the purge, they're just you know, getting their feet wet for the purge. Yo, guys, be careful of the fucking Providence purge, dude. Yeah. You know? That's crazy. Stay inside. Have your house parties. And... uh you know, watch out for the trick or treaters. It could be the purge, you know. <laughs> right. You heard that, right? What is that? I think it's the dog. Okay. Well, well guys, we're about to wrap up anyway. <laughs> so that was the end of the story. But remember to go to www.evilexamined.com to check out all the content. Click the donate button if you want to donate. And next week. We're going to be back with a Forbidden Five yeah. trick or treat, trick right? Trick or treat. Yeah, trick or Smell treat. Smell my feet. Give me something good to eat. <laughs> if you don't, I don't care. I don't want to say it. I'll pull down your underwear. <laughs> why, why don't you want to say it? Oh, because you're looking me in the eyes? Yeah, I can't do it. That's fine. All right, guys. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Happy Halloween. You know, most of them don't assume you're, you're actually going to, to kill them. Most of them assume it's a rape or something like that. It was like anybody was fair game. It did not matter blood is blood. It didn't matter man, woman, child. At first, they thought it was a pack of savage dogs. But when they looked closer, they knew it was humans. <laughs>
left the curse. Trent! We left the curse. We left the gate. A fire and death. We left the gate. Oh, this is not nice. Judgment! Trent! Ah, we left the curse! On her? On her! For future generations.